Today's Stitches podcast is all about surprising sluggers. We'll break down four of the early hitting studs and go over your questions. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. As always, I am your host, Luke Manerfeld. I'm here with the full Stitches panel. We've got Noah Manerfeld, Nick Budig, Robert Stangler. Let's go down the line here. Nick, how's it going, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Beautiful weather today. Finally some finally some sun up here, so I'm looking forward to this podcast today. And the frozen tundra that is Moorhead, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Finally, the sun appears. Finally. On the 13th of May. noah manerfeld how's it going i'm doing really well it's finals week so i'm studying for some tests but other than that you know sad to talk baseball Uh, it's a stark reminder that uh we do have lives outside of the stitches podcast Mm -hmm. sadly yep (laughs) and then uh finally probably i mean last but probably least it's roberts (laughs) that's true wow yeah how's it going dude even though i just kind of insulted you to start the podcast yeah i i guess i gotta insult you later on then oh (laughs) Oh, maybe that's a little foreshadowing yeah maybe Uh, i'm doing well i've just been working a lot uh you know trying to make that money and really excited to talk baseball kind of sounds like cliche because we're all saying it but uh i think today's podcast will be a little bit different than most podcasts let's just say i'm just here to uh do it for the team you know do it for the crew make a Hey, I'm not, I wasn't as bad. <laughs> no, I know. Right, Robert's boy. tagline is make that money. We're going to uh, not forget that one. Robert <laughs> makes the money. Yeah, whatever that bad money. <laughs> uh, just a reminder before we jump into today, today's episode, we are on all this, the podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can give us some feedback. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, make sure to subscribe. You get our content every week. And a new thing we started last week is question time. So you can send your questions to thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. You can send your questions, your inquiries there, and we might read them on the air and answer them at the end of the show. We've got a couple questions at, at the end of today's show. Uh, but, but first, we've got to go over some of uh, the surprising sluggers of 2019. We've got four names here that we want to go over, um, and we'll get to those right after the name game. Uh, okay, name game time, guys. So uh, Robert actually broke the streak last week. Let's see if he can keep it going. Uh, this week's uh, player is Jason McGrain. Jason oh, you McGrain. Would. You <laughs> you I'll explain oh, wow. why that's funny in a little bit. Okay, so Jason McGrain, drafted by the Brewers in the, uh, the 23rd round of 2012, and he is now a catcher in the Pirates organization. So Jason McGrain. How do you and, spell it? And why that's funny is because when we were kids, Robert Robert on MLB The Show or whatever video game would make a make a player or whatever that would be like Joe McGrain. That was like his <laughs> his up and coming player. It was so I thought Kyle I, McGrain. But yeah, I was gonna say it was or Kyle, Kyle McGrain. Kyle McGrain. Kyle McGrain. Yes, same thing. Yes, McGrain. Yes, so that's why yes. this is a little bit. Spelled exactly the same. Kind of an inside joke, but now you guys are all everyone who's listening is in is in on We're the joke. Inside. Yep. So, Jason McGrain, Nick, you start. Wow. There's so many levels to this. I know. It's kind of a deep question. It's one of the probably uh, the deeper. He's really trying to trick you. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with yes, he is. Okay. Noah? I'm going to say no. Okay. Robert? I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to go yes. It's the name. 
Okay, so Jason McGrain, Nick and Robert, yes. Noah says no. Uh, we will find out at the end of the show if uh, Robert's boy, boyhood, brother <laughs> of his boyhood make a player is a real player or not. <laughs> All right, let's get into the let's get into the surprising sluggers now. Uh, here are the four names, and then we will just kind of piece them uh, one by one here. Joey Gallo, uh, first baseman outfielder for the Texas Rangers. Christian Yelich, and remember, this isn't breakout sluggers. This is surprising sluggers. I don't think anyone expected him to put up the numbers that he did, except for maybe Robert, but I guess he'll re- explain that what? to us. Uh, <laughs> he expected it. He expected it. Yeah. Uh, outfielder for the Brewers. Mitch Garver, for all the Twins fans out there. Uh, catcher for the Twins. He's been going off. And Dan Vogelbach. Uh, the first base DH, whatever, for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, definitely Quit come out. Yeah, he plays wherever that they don't they hide him, essentially. We'll start with Joey Gallo, and he's definitely had one of the a surprising year, considering he's his batting average is up like 40 points from his career 200 or whatever it is. Uh, he's hitting 248, 399 on base, 615 slugging, 12 home runs, 28 RBIs. Really good start to the season. Um, Robert Singer, I'll start with you because oh wow, okay, probably the guy who is probably the lowest on him out of the out of the panel here. But why do you think, think Joey so? Gallo isn't as surprising as some would suggest? Well, for me, it's we go back like we go way back. I mean, 2004, Adam Dunn, five straight years of 40 home runs, and the reason I brought that up is because Gallo has two years of consistency of 40 home runs. And the thing is, for me, as far as the numbers say, Gallo has not even had a 340 on base yet. Yeah, he had a 333, and this year, you know, he's got, what is it, 339 or whatever it is? 399. 399 on base percentage. So there's there's a lot to like right now for him, but the track record is saying this is a guy who's going to strike out 195-plus times, and he's, he's going to get his 40 home runs. But guess what? In today's game of baseball, who doesn't hit home runs? I mean, I understand he's got good slugging. I get it. But like I said, I brought up Adam Dunn because this is a guy who walked a ton. He had 100 walks, a lot. I mean, this guy had a 364 career on base percentage, and he hit 40 dingers, like I said, five straight years. And if you look at his strikeout numbers in that five-year span, he had two years of 190, and then there was years of 168, 165, 164. That's really not that bad in today's game as far as strikeouts. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of strike. Like, that's still a lot of strikeouts. Don't get me wrong. But that is not a lot compared to the guys who are leading the league. Like, example, Joey Gallo, who is at 196 in 2017 and last year, 207. So I think there is a lot of regression to come here with Joey Gallo coming forward here in this season. All right. And, Nick, you disagree. You uh, think Joey Gallo's performance is legit. I do think it's legit. And something I really want to point out is, I know it's kind of again. I'm going to be harping on the the sabermetrics and uh, all this, but he's he hits the ball harder than anyone in baseball right now, outside of Aaron Judge, and that's going to find holes no matter what. I know we there's been kind of the whole talk about him hitting 100 home runs without hitting 100 singles yet. <laughs> Obviously, that's going to be a problem. But that's not that's not his game. I know Paul talked about him being a big strikeout guy, and his numbers aren't far far off from what his his usual numbers are. It's just the fact that he's upped his walk game. He's He's just hitting the ball harder than he usually does. And 40 home runs, I, he's on pace for that. Everything is still the same. I think this is this is going to be Joey Gallo this year. 250 hitter finally finds it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll kind of address, Robert, you said the on-base percentage is a little high compared to his career norms. But, yep. I mean, if you look at some of the underlying numbers, it, it suggests that his 
he's going to get on base, or at least early on it suggests he's going to get on base a lot more this year. His He's got a 20.3% walk rate, which is a career best. Uh, his chase rate is 19.9% this year, and his career is 275 He's cut down on chasing on the on the bad pitches. Yeah, he's still striking out a lot because he's one of those he's one of those the uh, three the true three outcome guys where he strikes out, walks, or hits home runs. But he's he's made some uh, adjustments. He's not chasing as much. He might be missing some of the bigger pitch or some of the gooder or the good pitches. But he isn't chasing. He isn't. Um, he's walking a lot more. His hard hit percentage is even up this year, if, if you can believe that. 29.2% in 2019 compared to 22.5% last year. So some of the peripher- peripherals are kind of suggesting that this breakout may not be, or not the breakout, but the surprising start may not be a fluke. And I think we're seeing a, we're going to see a better Joey Gallo from here on out, and you talked about that walk rate. He's nearly doubled it. Um, but uh, I think his average... It's not going to stay at 250. I think it's going to go down to maybe a 230 range. But that doesn't mean we're not going to see a good Joey Gallo from here on out. He still has a lot of value. Um, And just to go back to the Adam Dunn argument you made, Robert, um, Adam Dunn, well, I mean, comparing him to today's game, of course, his numbers, his strikeout numbers weren't as bad. But that's because you're comparing a guy who played in 2005 to a guy who's now playing in 2019. And I think the errors are a lot different. If you look at the strikeouts relative to that era, Adam Dunn was right at the same pace that Joey Gallo is at this point. It's just, you know, hitters are striking out a lot more because I think pitchers might even have more strikeout stuff just because of the higher velocity. Um, So I don't, while I see the comparison, they are very, very similar. I think it's really hard um, to look back at Adam Dunn. Because also Adam Dunn, his on-base percentage uh, was consistently at 280, 290. He also hit 240 to 260 every single year. I don't think Joey Gallo is that type of hitter. No, the reason I brought that up is because, like I said, everyone is hitting home runs, almost everyone, in mm-hmm. today's game. So where does that value put Gallo? Like, if he was going to be a free agent tomorrow, you know, where would he value as far as, I know he hasn't had the best track record, so he's really just going off of two yeah. seasons. But where would he value, based off of projections? Look at what Bryce oh. Harper and Manny Machado were getting and their big deals. Where would this guy fall into a good contract? How much do you think this kind of a big caliber player would get? I you know, based gets, off of home runs. I think he gets a 10 to $15 million deal, just because, I mean, if you look, I mean, maybe he's overperforming right now. I get, but I'd say more than that. I, it could be more than that because, I mean, you look at his war right now. He's, he's you, you've seen his hurt. approach change. He's gotten better. Yeah. You look at and this he's year, he's walking more, he's chasing balls less, and he's hitting the ball even harder this year. I think that shows teams that he's changing his approach. He's still pretty young. No, and I'm not saying he can't get better. I'm just saying based off of what he's done previously, I think people are overhyping what he's doing right now. Like we said, we are only a month and, what, a couple weeks in. So, like, there's still a lot to be played to see how far he can go. And there's guys like, like I mentioned, Adam Dunn, there's Jack Cuss of the world. These guys got on base insane and still struck out a ton. Is Gallo going to be a 360 on base guy this year or in the future? That's what I want to know. Otherwise, I think we're overhyping this guy because I understand different eras. No, I totally get it. But the Jack Cuss, the Mark Reynolds, the Chris Davis with the C in his days of hitting 40, 50 home runs. And of course, Adam Dunn. Those guys were underlooked, and everyone was like, ah, these guys aren't the guys in this era anymore. But now everybody's hitting home runs. Isn't Gal just following I, the trend? Isn't I, everybody I, just hitting home runs? Where's his value? I think <laughs> the difference between nowadays is that when you we have a lot of home runs, but it's a lot of right. like 20 to 25 home run guys. Joey Gal is hitting 40 a year, and we right. don't have very many There's people. There's only a handful of guys that do that. Yeah, 
That's fair. I think that's, that's the fair. unique part about Joey Gallo and his immense power uh, to just hit anything out of the park is different. And I have a question for you, Robert. Are you saying he's going to regress back to what he did last year? I don't know. I just don't think he's a 399 on base percentage. And I think really realistically, if he has a phenomenal year, I think it's going to be a 340 on base. It's not going to be much better than what he had uh, the previous uh, two years ago. You know, I just don't think mm-hmm. as of right now, I'm not seeing enough uh enough to believe into it. Yeah, I understand he hits the ball really hard. I get it. That's cool. That's awesome. He can hit it really deep as well. That's that's great. Good for him. But at the end of the day, it's not about how hard and how far you hit it. It might be for the sabermetric people like, okay, if you hit it hard enough, you'll get a hit. I get it. You still have to have the same approach. You have to lay off bad pitches. I still think Gal he swings at bad He is doing getting that. Better. He is he's laying off bad pitches. He's laying off bad pitches. He's doing a lot better. He's getting better at it. Yeah. He, he has, he's still laying off. He still listen, has his holes. He's got a quarter... Maybe even a fi- he has a fifth of the at bats he had last year, and he's already ha- at almost about half the walks he had last year. Right. Okay. And then the other thing is he's playing center field right now because Delano DeShields is out, right? Because he hasn't playing well. He's in the minor leagues now. They sent him down. Is he a center fielder? Where's Gallo going to play? Where's his spot? Moving I mean, he's forward, playing center field. Play? I mean, we're not talking about him as a fielder. We're talking I, about him as a hitter right now. Right, but that also adds to his value as far as you would sign him for a contract. That's, That's just fair. an example. That's fair. You know? I think he's an above-average center fielder. He's, he's pretty quick. Yeah. Ooh, I don't yeah. know about that. That's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty bold. But uh, all right, I'm I'm done with Gallo. So you guys can move on if you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks shots. for giving us permission. I appreciate yeah, you're it. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, the next the next guy is uh, Christian Yelich, and uh, like I said, not a breakout guy, but maybe a guy surprising considering a lot of people pegged him as a regression candidate going into 2019 after his MVP season. Absolutely went off in the last couple of months of the season and led the Brewer Ball Club to a division title. But right now he's got he's got a 338, 449, 745 slash line. This guy is on fire. He had the little back injury that set him back a little bit, but he came back strong. Uh, I mean, guys, Christian Yelich totally going off this year. I'll start with uh, with you, Nick. What's uh what's up with Yelich? You think this is cap- uh you know this isn't a a fluke? No, I don't think this is a fluke. And I know I've been a fan of, of Yelich during his Marlins days when he didn't have all that pop, but he's always had that very good approach, has that beautiful swing. There's that there's that famous kind of stat that talks about him and Joey Votto having two probably two two infield pop ups in their career. And I think that's just kind of he just kind of slowly regressed and having a becoming a stronger hitter. Thirty six home runs last year, and he's already has sixteen this year. Uh, I think he's just he's one of the best hitters in the game, and I don't think he's going to slow down, really. The whole pop-up thing is just ridiculous because, I mean, he's hitting home runs, and yet he's still not popping out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just goes to show his approach. And while I do think his power is going to regress, I, he's not going to keep up this home run pace. No, I don't I don't think anyone oh, can. No. Um, but every other number is consistent with what he did last year. His average is about within 10 points of last year, he's on pace for the same amount of hits and all of that. So, I, I mean, I don't think there's any reason why he won't continue to do this. And I, I actually think he can keep up his home run pace. Let me drop a little bit of a, a number for you. Uh, his pull rate is way up this year. And I, I read an article saying that he's really made a concerted effort to pull the ball a little more because that's where your power comes from. Mm-hmm. So you look at his career poll number, thirty-two or 30.2% pull rate in his career this year it's at 41.7 percent that's a 10 percent jump 
And I think that's why you're seeing all these, this early season power. And like I said, he's made a concerted effort to pull the ball more. And I think that's why we're seeing the, the home run number so high. And if you look at his exit velo numbers, they've always been really good. But 94.9% or 94.9 miles an hour is fifth in the majors. And for a guy with his frame, that just means he's got a beautiful swing. Uh, he's just a, he's a pure hitter. Robert, what about you? I think we're all in agreement here. Yeah, I got asked about a week ago and someone asked me, do you think he could hit 50 home runs? And I kind of turned my head and I was like, ah, I don't know about 50. That's a lot. But at the rate he's hitting right now, it seems plausible. It's very possible he could <laughs> hit 50 home runs. It sounds crazy, but we are in this home run era of launch angles and hitting the ball harder and all that. And Christian Yelich is like the perfect profile of that kind of player in today's game. He's a five-tool stud. Oh, yeah, he steals bases, too, and he plays phenomenal defense. People forget about mm-hmm. those things with all of his slugging and everything. He's just a complete player. He's the Mike Trout of the National League, if you would. That's literally yeah. what he is now. No That's doubt. He is. Yeah. All right, we're all in agreement on Christian Yelich. Uh, now let's go to a little bit of a fan service pick here. Mitch Garver, for all the Twins fans who listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really fun to watch him at the plate this year. A three fifty two batting average, four thirty nine on-base percentage. That's just an 82 plate appearances. He's got eight home runs, 17 RBIs. Really hot at the dish right now. Uh, okay, Noah, I'll start with you. I think we haven't started with you yet, have we? Uh, Mitch Garver, what's your take on him? Is it a fluke? Uh, I think he's a very good hitter, but at the rate he's doing things right now, um, it's it's not going to sus- be sustainable. His OPS right now is 1.2. Um, and, I mean, I he he's a good offensive catcher, and he can do good things, but... Uh, I think right now he's at that sweet spot where everything's going right and things are going to go wrong, and I think it's going to come back down. But that doesn't mean he can't be a good offensive catcher. But he's he, right now he's like a top-of-the-order kind of bat, and that's not the kind of guy he is. He's more of a six or seven kind of guy. Robert, you're the only one of us that disagrees here. Why, what makes you think Garver can uh, keep up this early season hot streak? Well, this one for me is the old eye test. It's not really so much the statistics, but last year he was roping the ball and hitting a lot of doubles for a catcher and and in less games than most people. And I was actually impressed. I don't know if he's really a catcher for me. And I know uh, a lot of people don't want to hear this, but for me, if there's any chance that Sano is not the same and he gets traded, I think Mitch Garver is going to end up being the first baseman because I don't see him sticking at catcher. And the one thing I wanted to actually point out is he has eight home runs and why is that a big deal? Well, Joe Maurer had six last year in his final season. I understand Joe Maurer doesn't hit home runs. I get it. But the point is, we're moving into this new age where there's players like Mitch Garver, who people are sleeping on, and this guy is putting up enormous numbers. No, he's not a leadoff hitter. I know he was hitting leadoff today, and he's been hitting leadoff here and there. But I think this guy is actually legit. I think this mm-hmm. guy could be a, a legit gap I- power hitter of about, you know, maybe 20 home runs you know at the at the highest but his average is going to come down big time i mean we're looking at a 255 260 hitter with probably i don't know maybe a 358 360 on base percentage i don't think he's as good as he is right now but i think he could be a future first baseman for the minnesota twins you look at the uh his expected weighted on base average from Statcast. Mm-hmm. yeah 361 right now and uh his right now that's it so that's his expected his actual weighted on base average is 500 so that's a point one three one three nine difference, which is first in the major leagues. Yeah. Uh, so there's bound to be regression, like you said, Robert. He's gonna his batting average, and I think his numbers are gonna fall off a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I it wouldn't surprise me for to see him be a 15 home run hitter, but I just think what we're seeing right now is unsustainable. Nick sounds yeah. like he found the same thing. 
Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna agree. There's a lot of things that are going going right with him with how the twins are using him. They have three out three catchers right now that they're rotating through, keeping him all fresh. He got to play the the Baltimore Orioles for six games already this year, and that's obviously gonna help any hitter inflate their numbers. But the that stat, the expected versus his actual is just it's just a mind boggling thing. He's he's currently with his weighted on base average, he's second in all of major league baseball, sandwiched between Cody Bellinger and Christian Yellick. Mitch Garver <laughs> is not sandwiched between Cody Bellinger and Christian Yellick. Yeah, totally unsustainable. I think we're all in agreement on the unsustainable part, but maybe Robert thinks there's a little bit more bat than uh, we think there's going to be regression. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Okay, last sl- slugger here. Dan Vogelbach's really been a revelation for the Mariners. He's really been a triple-A hitter the last three years after the Mariners got him from the Cubs. Tore it up in triple-A, but every time he hit the majors, he just never could put it together. Looks like he's put it together this year. Um He's been a real stud out of that, uh, out of that D, like I said, DH first base spot. He's got nine home runs, a 245 batting average, 19 RBIs, 386 on base percentage. Um, is this one real, guys? Uh, Robert, what do you think? I don't think so. I think he's your everyday power first baseman who's just going to strike out a lot. I think I like the on base percentage right now, but it's going to come down a ton. You look at his career. As far as being the bigs, the highest he's had is 324. You're looking at maybe a 335 on base percentage at the end of the year. Dan Vogelbach is a nice story. He's a very highly touted prospect. Yeah, he can get better. But as of right now, I don't think this is the season he's going to just break out. There's more yeah. in the tank Yeah. than he has no. to do. Yeah. Nick, what about you? Uh, I think outside of his on-base percentage, which is, I mean, if you look at on par, he's that's usually what kind of hitter he is in the minors. He hasn't been a big pop guy. Maybe he'll hit. 20 home runs in the minors like you've seen but his on-base percentage is really his calling card um his numbers don't really indicate that it's his his plate appearances have changed too much um i just think he's a it's a poor man's joe mauer right now with that on-base percentage he, he's and got, home runs I, th- no, I mean a little bit of home runs he's he's got a 20 home run 20 to 30 home run kind of pop even though he hasn't he i mean he hit 20 in the minors last year in 2018 and uh, the one thing that really stuck out to me was the walk rate in the major leagues. And to show his inexperience, a lot of people thought that he was a rookie because he had under 120 at-bats in three years. He's not a rookie just because of his service time mm-hmm. um, uh, in the, on a major league roster and on a 40-man roster. But um, he's had so much, so little chance at the major league level. But if you look at the minor league level, his walk rate is right around 20%. Uh, right now, he's walking 18% of the time uh, with the Seattle Mariners in 2019. Um, that's right on par with what he's doing in the minors. He's getting, he's already doubled his plate appearances uh, in the major leagues just this season. And he's got nine home runs. I think he can hit 20 to 30 a year. Um, and I think we're going to start to see that. Yeah, I don't, he's just not really hitting the ball that hard. And nine home runs, I think, is a little bit. Um, is 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 um lucky. You look at his exit velo, eighty nine point two miles per hour, which is just above the MLB average exit velo mm-hmm. of eighty seven point four. So he's right around average when it comes to exit velo. And you look at his hard hit percentage, thirty six point two percent, which is below the MLB average this year. He's just not really hitting the ball that hard, and that's why. Yeah, the OBP could be there, but I don't think the power is going to keep up. I also oh, yeah. think he, I also think he has really bad splits between home and, and away as well, if I'm not mistaken. Like he has not been consistent in one or the other. I don't remember which one it is, but I know he's had bad splits. That's another tell that's kinda like, ah, I don't know about this guy. You know? Yep. So two oh six at home, two sixty four at away batting yeah. average. 
Yeah. One home run at home, eight yep. away. Yep, so he's not good at home. Exactly. Yep, that's a concern. That is a concern. Um, But, I mean, he's hitting the ball in the air a lot more. He's upped his fly ball percentage by 13% this season. Um, And, I, I mean, I and, and it's con- it's consistent with his minor league numbers. I don't – maybe he's not a nine home runs in a month and a half kind of guy, but I do think he is a, a good bat to throw into a lineup. I will say he was a huge prospect with the Chicago Cubs at one point, but yeah, he never yeah. got an opportunity because Anthony Rizzo, we all know him. He's just a stud. So, it, you know, the pressure was on him. And then once he came to Seattle, he had a couple opportunities. It wasn't really there. Now he seems like he's getting yeah. more chances. And as soon as Edwin Encarnacion's contract's up, he's going to be the everyday first baseman, probably, mm-hmm. most likely. Well, they have Healy, but I don't know if Healy's going to stick around. Or they trade Encarnacion. Yeah. yeah, or they trade Encarnacion. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, the, exactly. so Vogelbach is what the Mariners are seeing as some kind of a future DH first baseman, I'm sure. And, and me personally, I think they're trying to up his value potentially for, I mean, a trade. Um, should a team need some sort of bat? Uh, just because I think anybody, anybody's expendable, man, Vogelbach isn't an exception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll wrap up our surprising slugger segment. Let's get into some questions now. Uh, we got a couple questions to go over, and I want to make sure that we get this in within our time limit here. So uh, the first question is, uh, who are the underrated players in each division? That comes from Jake. Uh, I, I wanted to kind of narrow it in scope, so and I want to make sure we go over these players pretty quickly, guys. Uh, we're going we're gonna to focus on the AL and NL Central for now. Maybe we'll go to different divisions next week, and we'll take this, this question over a couple or a few weeks. Um, I'll do mine first. Yoan Moncada. For the White Sox, uh, he he was a highly touted prospect, but last year he kind of flopped. We talked about the strikeouts all episode. He had 217 strikeouts last year, led the league. Uh, but this year, uh, the strikeouts are, are they're still there, but they're they're down. He's got a 339 on base percentage, seven home runs, 26 RBIs to go with four stolen bases and 20, 277 average. I think he's really kind of found a little bit of a stroke at the plate. It's been exciting to watch. And uh, the NL Central guy I have. Is uh is Josh Bell for the Pirates a huge Ooh. prospect who maybe mm. fell off a little bit last year, um but his exit velo numbers were off the charts and you know uh it, it was kind of a telling sign that maybe last year was a fluke and it looks like it was early on 138 at bats 10 home runs 34 RBIs 319 batting average 3 389 on base totally been a monster but I think he's been overlooked a little bit he hasn't been talked about a lot but I think he's been one of the best hitters in the National League Central. That isn't being looked at. So those are my two: Yohan Moncada, Josh Bell, Robert. Uh, you didn't like any NL Central players. No, so I NL really Central didn't. players. Go over yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I went with the bullpen. I like uh, Scar Barlow for the uh, lefty for the Kansas City Royals. He actually broke some history the other day with the Royals getting a lot of strikeouts. But uh, the one stat you like a lot, Luke, K per nine. He's a thirteen point seven K per nine. So he has twenty eight strikeouts and eighteen point and a third innings pitched. And a 1.091 whip. I think he's really one of those, you know, swingman kind of guy or really tough situations. You're gonna put him in and get the out. I, I like him a lot. I don't know if he'll be the closer, but I think he's got great potential. And then I talked about all year so far how I don't like the Indians bullpens. I don't really like a lot about the Indians, but Nick Whitgren has been very impressive. Let me tell you, 1.23 ERA, 0.750 whip, and he has one walk. So I know it's a small sample size, but with how the Indians' bullpen has been going this year, if you can get the ball to Whitgren, then you can get to Simber, and then you can give it to Brad Hand. That's the recipe of how the Indians are going to have to win. But how long that's going to last, I don't know. I just like these two relievers. I think they're slept on, and you're going to remember them more so this later this year. Okay, Noah. 
Uh, these are a couple guys who are probably on your radar if you are a really big baseball fan, but I don't think enough fans realize how impactful these guys are. I talked about Whit Merrifield for the Kansas City Royals, and, I mean, he's just an absolute pure hitter. And I remember when he first came up, and we went to a Royals game, uh, Luke, and he, you told me he was dubbed two-hit wit because he always got two hits in a game, and that really hasn't changed. Uh, he nearly eclipsed 200 hits last season. He's got decent power, and the bags are real. I think he's really the complete package, and it's really disappointing that he's 30 years old and on a losing ball club, but um, I think he's a special player. And then I talked about Jose Martinez for your St. Louis Cardinals, and I think he's just really, really underrated because every single year he puts up that 300 average. He's got decent power and solid home runs, and he's like that almost Alan Craig-esque type player for the Cardinals in which um, he does his job, doesn't necessarily get the attention, but um, he's really key. Although the difference is the lineup isn't relying on Jose Martinez because of Marcelo Zuna and um, Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Goldschmidt yeah. Uh, and just other threats in that lineup who can do a lot more. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Nick, what are yours? Uh, mine are for, again, following up with uh, Noah's Kansas City Royals, Alberto Mondesi. Uh, he's one of the most exciting players in baseball. The kid can absolutely fly at 30 bags last year, even after his his uh, suspension. And the, this, this, the thing about him is he's just, like I said, so exciting to watch. He plays a premier position. Uh, for for a losing ball club, but this team has called up short has called up speed players for for the past couple of years, and he just plays right into that role. Um, he already has six triples this year. He's got five home runs. Uh, he has ten doubles. He's a he's just gonna get on base and he's gonna steal bases, and that's so exciting to watch, especially for a losing ball club like the Royals. Uh, they're just gonna put him on and they're just gonna send him, and I think that's really really good for. If you're on lookout for fantasy people, especially, but uh, again, just an exciting guy to watch. And my next guy is Derek Dietrich for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, combined last two years, he had 29 home runs in the Marlins Park, which is not a not a hitters friendly park. But he already has 10 this year for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, he has some nice pop at that second base position, and he he gets on base mostly because he gets hit by pitches. <laughs> He's has a 99 hit by pitches in his career in the past. Five years he's uh, been in the top ten, and so uh, this kid's kind of kind of takes a plunking, but he does have a nice little bat at second base, and he's in a nice friendly hitter's ballpark now. Perfect. All right, so those are our underrated players in each division. Question from Jake. Uh, we had one more question, but I think we're going to save it for next week. We're out of time. Uh, so Eli, sorry we couldn't get to your question today. We will get to it next week, but I'm sure that'll be a good debate as well. Um, all right, let's wrap things up with the name game here. So my name was uh, Jason McGrain, Robert Stangler's childhood hero, the brother of his childhood hero, mm. uh, Joe McGrain or Kyle McGrain. Kyle McGrain, Kyle McGrain. Right. Yep. yep, Jason yep. McGrain, his brother. He's not a real player. I thought I could oh. play on the hard strings a little bit. <laughs> mm. I thought you found something there, Luke. Yeah, I won. Wow. I think I, that's the majority of you. There is a. There was like a Jameson McGrain. But he's out of baseball. So I actually like Search McGrain because I wanted to come up with a good name. <laughs> See, like, I spelled it differently. Like, mine was not like, I don't know if it was Yeah, you probably spelled it differently. But, yeah, oh well. I spelled it differently. But yeah, Robert's big on the baseball, baseball names. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That'll wrap up the show for today. I just want to remind you we are on all the podcast platforms iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. 
subscribe, rate, give us feedback. We'd really appreciate it. And send your questions. We really want your questions. The Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Bye.